Hello, everyone. You're listening to yet another episode of Law School in Brief with Lydia and Megan. Hi. Hi. It's been like nine or ten days. Hello. I don't, I don't know how to count time anymore. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah. I see in our, uh, in our little outline of what's been going on that you have actually several highs to share, which is kind of surprising, but great. Yeah, slightly Not surprising because you're you're like, I mean, you have a good outlook on life, you know. I, I want this positivity from you. Like, what's going on? What's good? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I have plenty of good news. Um, wow. You know, <laughs> that's just sprinkled <laughs> in in the general sea of bad news that I think everybody's yeah. experiencing. Yeah. Um, so perhaps my, my good news is just indicative of the fact that I'm trying to look for good news. Like I'm mining good news for my daily life. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll we'll just jump right in. I mean, the listeners know, obviously coronavirus, uh, is still happening (laughs) and we are recording at a socially distant location and (laughs) haven't been outside in days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll start off with like some pretty concrete law school good news for me. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, law school seems like normal. Like I would love to be only stressed about law school. So yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, the last time we recorded, I was still waiting on my grades from winter trimester. Mm. And though I did not want to admit it to myself or anybody else, it was causing me immense anxiety. Oh, it was? <laughs> oh my God, of course. Oh, yes. Oh, weird exams and stuff. Uh, but guess what? What? I got really good grades. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank Christ. I'm still waiting for one more grade, but it was in contracts, and that was the one that I felt the most good about. Like, I Why was like... Why are they going to give you that grade? Um, They said, you know... uh classically ambiguous law school language sometime early next week <laughs> so, oh, okay. cool. so we'll be waiting <laughs> yeah, right. wow that's awesome Megan I mean you really I mean not that you didn't put in a lot of effort the first semester but you like learned and like changed your strategy and like put in a different kind of effort and exactly. then it actually paid off that's awesome it paid off. And so I, I no longer feel like a law school imposter. I feel like I belong no, here. I never were a law school imposter. <laughs> I'm glad you don't feel like you're a law school imposter. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little hard to not feel like a law school imposter when you've been a really good student your whole life. And then all of a sudden you get like really average grades. Um, so we're back on track. The thing is, though, and I don't mean to spin this into a low, but all of the stuff that I did last trimester is going to be different now, even again yeah. in my third yeah. trimester. It's because like, wow, you figured out the recipe for success. Too bad you don't have the ingredients. Yeah, just kidding. You've run out of X, Y, and Z, and you can't go to the store without getting coronavirus. <laughs> so it's like you're just stuck inside figuring out what works again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that is a high. That was a very big high, those grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you'll have that skill set when, when, mind you, not if, but when school goes back to normal. Yes, I love that language. Very good. <laughs> Very well, good. How was your birthday? I thought maybe that would be a high. Was it <laughs> good or was yes. it just like quarantine hangout? Well, I mean, it was both. <laughs> it was very much a quarantine hangout. Um, my golden birthday, 29 on the 29th, went Ooh. swimmingly, um, woke up early, went to Lowe's Garden Supply uh, right when it opened so as to be mm. as socially distant as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam and I bought a bunch of plants. And More plants? We, Hell yeah. Oh, oh, Lydia. We didn't just buy plants. We bought flowers. We bought herbs. We bought perennials. We bought annual. Like, we have it wow. all. Wow. Is this indoor plants or like you started a garden? We started a garden. So Stop. I love that. Yeah. I You'll have to see photos. It is so gorgeous. So we have like probably an, I'm going to say like an eight by eight space, a patio off of our bedroom that faces the street. And the patio is 
plopped right in front of this beautiful tree that has just begun to bloom. Um, And so we got hanging plants. We got um, plants that are in like beds that are kind of hanging off of a railing. Um, We have standing plants. We have a couple indoor plants. But Adam... It has like a super green thumb. When he was in college, he t- he created this like garden in his backyard. He's very much he gets like deeply into projects. Wow, so I said, great. I want. I know it's great for me. Like I just reap all the benefits. I do yeah. nothing. I'm like, I think that is a pretty flower, and that is a pretty flower. And he's like, okay. And then he figures out exactly like where he needs to plant it so that yes. the sun hits it exactly as much as it needs to. It's like, I truly hit the jackpot. I am like a trash partner. (laughs) No, you're not. And this is pretty and planted for me. (laughs) But (laughs) the outdoor space, we so on my birthday, we created this green outdoor space and it is so beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. And we just hung out and ate cake and sat in the green space. Did you make the cheesecake? Oh, I did not make the cheesecake, but you know what I did do? What did you do? I made a golden birthday cake. <laughs> it was covered in gold. Did you use the gold edible gold leaf? Oh my god, I wish I did. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> so so dear listeners and Lydia, you may remember like maybe five to eight episodes ago, somewhere in that range, we were talking about our favorite podcasts and I had mentioned that I've been listening to this podcast called Let's Go to Court. Yeah. Okay. Um it's a comedy podcast. Yeah. Two young, yeah, t- two women. They just cover like their favorite court cases, and it's so fun. They are so funny. Um. Anyway, I for my birthday joined their Patreon. Nice. <laughs> so for seven dollars a month, I have been inducted into the Supreme Court of their <laughs> Patreon page, which means that I get access to their what's called their Discord, which is yeah. like an online chat group. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, I posted on the online chat group since I don't have Facebook. So this is like, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm like throwing this back to like 1997. No, like, Discord is the, it's, it's a good alternative to Facebook. People, I love, people love the Discord. Yeah. I haven't yes. joined, but I did delete my Facebook. It's all great. You did? Yeah. Like, did oh, I know I that? Whoa. Well, I keep deleting it and getting it back, but it's, oh. I, I just can't, I can't like, <laughs> I just want to see my friends like dogs. I don't want to see like the newest study about the virus, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I feel okay, you. Okay, so you were on the Discord. Sorry. It's okay. So I'm on the Discord. I said, what cake should I make? And I was fielding a bunch of suggestions and someone said, try this. And it was called the Golden Birthday Cake. And I thought, well, oh my gosh, fitting. So I had all the ingredients except for this special flower called King Arthur's Unbleached All-Purpose Flower. Yeah, yeah. Just use any all-purpose flower. Well, I thought that maybe the King Arthur's was the important part. So I found it at the local food co-op, made this cake, and holy bazungas. <laughs> this, is like, this cake was like pound cake with cream cheese, and I, and I dyed the cake red, um, but it ended Whoa. up turning out pink. Which was much better. Um, And then I like covered it in the cream cheese frosting and then dusted it with this really fine purple sprinkle. Wow. So this cake is like not at all my general aesthetic, but it was like a unicorn golden birthday cake. And I just thought (laughs) this speaks to the quarantine. Like we're just getting crafty and creative and doing crazy stuff. Oh my gosh. I've been cooking like very intricate things. I really am enjoying it. Same. What have you been making? Um... Oh my gosh, what have I been making? Like homemade pizza, okay, homemade ice cream. I need to be on that homemade pizza shit because <laughs> you sent me that book. Wait, did you say homemade ice cream? Yeah, man. How? That's one of my highs of the week. Uh, my friend Judy, what's up, Judy? Uh, gave me this ice cream maker when she moved away from Boston. And um, I just like haven't used it in a while. And it's like not really hot outside yet. Today it's like in the 50s. 40s and 50s but Ooh. I don't know I was like I want some ice cream I have this vegan ice cream recipe that's pretty good like it's coconut milk and almond milk but you can't really tell because the chocolate masks it Ooh. and I made that like chocolate ice cream base and then put some brownie bites in it and oh my gosh it's like the consistency of soft serve when it comes out of the machine but then it freezes well too it's like hard serve when it's frozen and I was like oh I ate a lot of ice cream this week so yum yeah 
That sounds so good. This morning, it, it like justified me using the cabinet space for the <laughs> for that machine for years. Just and to be able and- to have it during quarantine, you know? <laughs> That's crazy that it's like there are certain things that now I feel like I'm using. Whereas Absolutely. before, like, I never touched. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, espresso machine. Still haven't touched it, but probably will in the next few weeks. <laughs> Whoa, Love that. Yeah, I've been, I've been making espresso. Okay, my caffeine content has gone up even though I'm not doing anything. But it's like because I'm not doing anything that I feel like I need more, like, stimulation or something. Totally. But I got to like cool it on the coffee, man. I've really been going hard on the coffee. What's hard for you? <laughs> Define hard. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a lightweight, like, like two or three cups instead of one. <laughs> oh my honey. <laughs> but like if I do, if I use my espresso maker, I don't know what you have. I don't have one of the electric ones. I got have one of the ones that goes on the stove and it makes the same amount every time because of how much water you put in the bottom part. But like, Usually I would make espresso for multiple people now because it makes like three or four little cups. But now uh-huh. I just like, I don't want to waste it. So I'll like right. drink all of it over the course of a day. That's worse than the two cups of drip coffee, obviously. But yeah, what were we well, talking about? Um, who knows? <laughs> but food is a great segue. <laughs> we were talking about highs, I think. Yeah, like what kind of food have you been making? Um, well, for example, this morning I woke up and the very first word I uttered was pancakes. <laughs> I can um, just imagine. Huh? I just imagine you waking up and just like muttering pancakes. It was more like pancakes. <laughs> oh my God. You just sit straight up in bed? No, I didn't sit straight up. into the void. Pancakes. Well, if you must know what happened was, (laughs) we were sleeping with the door open to our beautiful green space patio. And Leon, the adorable golden retriever, just like out of nowhere starts barking. And so it woke me up out of a dead sleep, like very startled. Adam wakes up and he's like, Leon, shut up. And then I just look at him and I say, pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) And... In that one word, I spoke into existence the beautiful breakfast that I ended oh, up making. Yes. But it wasn't pancakes. I made crepes. Wow. That's yeah. so good. So we did like a, a sweet crepe and a savory crepe breakfast on the patio in the green oh space. And in that moment, I'm like, you know what? Maybe quarantine ain't so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've been thinking about how... Um, like we might be in quarantine long enough to like break or develop certain habits. And like, I've been, because I've been making so much coffee, I've just been thinking about the people who, who are in the habit of like buying coffee at a cafe every morning. And like, you know, it's part of their ritual and right. Maybe they think the coffee tastes better at like Starbucks or whatever, then they can make it home. And I'm like, I wonder if they'll see the joy in like cheap homemade coffee or like I just wonder how many things will just like immediately snap back and how many things people will be like you know what the simple thing that I do at home is like nice too but I'm you just know, like I, a frugal person so yeah, <laughs> it's kind of my yeah. hope is that people will like see the simple I, joys I mean like call me a pessimist but I cannot imagine a situation in which I come out of this quarantine with fewer vices <laughs> 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 Oh my god. You know. <laughs> I will say my update on my abstention from alcohol <laughs> is it that is over. It it lasted a, while, a long time. It would have kept going. I mean, a long time. Yeah, yeah. And it was helpful, I think, for focusing on law school and stuff, but now focusing on law school just like isn't the priority. Right. Right. Yeah. And so. I think actually if we that might be a good segue into my low because I don't want to like end with lows I'd like to maybe do a high low high sandwich if we can wow delicious do we love that (laughs) is that a quarantine delicacy a high low high yes (laughs) very good well so my low um and like wow talk about a week of just peaks and pits of emotion um so gosh what's today sunday I don't know. (laughs) No. (laughs) What is happening? 
Um, so this at the at this point, I think we're talking about a week and a half ago. So not this past Friday, like two days ago, but the Friday before that. We got an email from our academic dean letting us know. And this is also, okay, just to set the scene, nine days ago, we were still operating under the assumption that we were only going to be doing online classes through like the end of April. And okay. that come May, we were going to be back in school. So that Friday, nine days ago, we get an email from our academic dean saying that despite all of the unprecedented circumstances, <laughs> we would still be graded on an A to F scale. Wow. Um, yeah. And like, I could understand that because Elon is on a trimester system. You know, our trimesters are 10 weeks long. And I could completely understand that, okay, if the first four weeks of the trimester are spent online, but then the second six weeks are in person, you kind of have like when you're weighing like benefit versus drawback, it's like, okay, yeah. there's, you still have access to the library and you can go to like in-person tutoring. Like, yeah, I get that. But then three days after that, so this is this past Monday, six days ago, we get an email from the dean of the law school letting us know that we're going to be online for the entire trimester, yeah. <sighs> which honestly was equal parts relieving and stress-inducing. Relieving, yeah. Well, because okay, so it's relieving because at least now I I I can plan for some consistency. Yeah, right. like you can get in like a mode of like this I, is how I do online classes. Like, yes, like okay. I, like I'm yeah. not gonna have to shift gears in the middle of yeah. an already shortened trimester system. Yeah, I'm like fuck. Like oh, whew, sorry, listeners. That's why this is explicit. <laughs> but seriously, oh like, my god, I think that's the first time really increasing, Megan. Anyone's ever dropped an f bomb on this? But seriously. <laughs> like wow you're asking a lot already and like yeah. the fact that you're just going to keep it consistent I love that however mm-hmm. it's really stress inducing when you are not a computer learner or somebody who's oh. ever done online classes like moi I've never done this so having just figured out this past trimester a system that works for me that like will oh, will render a very good result I'm gonna have to shift gears yet again and I mean like and be graded on it too because you know we went credit no credit and like I cannot pay attention in my online classes I mean that might be me I I have hope for you that you have more attention span but it, it does at least decrease a little of the pressure to know that I'm not graded on the other hand there are times when like I feel myself starting to get distracted and maybe if I had the fear of grades, I'd like, you know, look back at the screen or something like (laughs) maybe like there's that external motivator. That's a good part about grades, but it just seems inhumane to do grades right now. (laughs) Like, Um, cause maybe it's the online learning part, but what if a classmate like gets sick and they're out of commission for two weeks and then they bounce back. But like, that's two weeks of class. Like, right. And the whole cheating thing, it's just too easy to cheat. Like there's just God. all the re- all the things I said last. I, I, I shouldn't rehash all of that, but I can see why you have really mixed feelings about the combo of online classes and grades. Oh, abs- yes, absolutely. And you know what? Like in all of this, there has been, there have been like some sort of shining hopeful moments. I in the in like just the the tail end of like a manic spiral that I had last week right after we found out about grades and the online classes for the whole trimester I sent one of my professors an email that was really candid I was like look I know that I am not one of the people that is going to be the most affected by this like I'm looking at you my colleagues and classmates that have kids and like they're at home and you have to um, you have to you have to do homeschooling with them and like you also have to learn the law and you're also being graded so like with all of that knowledge I am mourning the loss of the library like you Mm -hmm. know this Lydia and like anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that 
I'm in the library at like 7.30 a.m. <laughs> I'm there until like 5.30 p.m. And that's my law school time. And I need it to be silent. And I have my yeah. earplugs in and I have my reserved carol. Like I am, I am so isolated. And mm. now I'm sharing this like, I don't, I have no idea what the square footage of this apartment is, but it's small <laughs> compared, to, you know what I mean? compared to the library. Yeah, compared sure. to the library, my apartment's very small. I have a talkative cat and a needy golden retriever and a husband who is a teacher who is having to administer classes from our apartment. So he's by no fault of his own loud. Um, and then on top of this, okay. <laughs> This is, I don't even know how to classify this. A high, a low, a meh, I don't know. But are you are you ready for like the weirdest turn of events? Yes. <laughs> what is it? I didn't even write Is your neighbor this. learning bagpipes? Because my Yo, neighbor is Yo, like bagpipes. my neighbor is doing so much weirder stuff. Okay, you're not okay, even what? ready for this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I bought this really great standing desk yeah. on Amazon. It was 80 bucks. If anybody wants the link, hit me up. I could not rave about this more. So I have set the standing desk up in our bedroom in it a corner. Good. I saw the pic. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I love it. It faces our beautiful balcony full of greenery mm -hmm. and it faces the street and it also faces my next door neighbor. Okay. So our units are identical and they're separated by a driveway. And so our balcony is like on the exact same level as his balcony. Um, and I refer to him. In the nude? Whew, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> so I refer to him as the hunky neighbor because <laughs> I've called him this for probably six months because he's like Mr. Cool Guy. He's like super, super fit. Whenever I went to the YMCA, he would be there like doing some sort of crazy core shredding activity. He has, you know, a top knot man bun. He wears, you know, like kind of loose fitting clothes with like the button buttoned like one less mm -hmm. than a normal person would. Yep. <laughs> so He's like hunky neighbor, Mr. Cool Guy. So I'm standing at my desk on Tuesday. This is like last Tuesday. This is my very first day of evidence class, yeah. which is a two and a half hour online class. Oh, I don't mm. like that. Very oh, hard God, to concentrate. I have to hear about your new classes. Okay, but first finish the story. Okay. so yeah, But I forgot uh, that you had started classes. So this is, yeah, I, I challenge anybody listening to this to tell me a weirder first day of class story. So I'm standing <laughs> oh, there my watching my professor talk about evidence, like the federal rules of evidence and blah, blah, blah. And I look up, something catches my eye and I like glance up from my computer and my neighbor has walked out onto the balcony, but naked. Wow. I called and it. This is not like a private balcony. <laughs> like I need you to understand. <laughs> so he walks out butt naked and I'm like, huh. And I immediately look down. Like I'm the one that should be like embarrassed or right, like, right. like I'm like, oh, my God, avert your eyes, you pervert. Like, you, yeah. how dare you look up right now? Oh, my God. So so I look down, and then I'm like, I give it a couple seconds. I'm like, one, two, three. And I look back up, and he's out there folding laundry, wow. but naked. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, like, wow. I, I, like, take my headphones off really quietly. I'm, like, trying to not make a sound or, like, a movement that will catch his eye in any way. Are you just trying so, to retreat at this point? So I, 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 like, back up. And I like, oh I back up into the hallway and I'm like, Adam, Adam. <laughs> so he comes running and I'm like, look. And at this point, our neighbor has been out on his patio, butt naked, folding laundry for like maybe a minute. <laughs> and we're both standing there watching. And then he like looks up at us, makes no. eye contact and just keeps going. <laughs> Have you ever talked to this person? What? Have you ever talked to this person? No. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, wow. that was really uncomfortable. Like, I know him intimately now. Surely he knows that, like, maybe, like, his neighbors work from home now. And, like, I don't know, maybe he, maybe this was his routine pre-quarantine. And he's just so used to it that he, like, didn't think, oh, well, like, my neighbors are home. Maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. So I figured after Tuesday he wouldn't do that. Oh, this story continues? Thursday oh, my. is my second two-and-a-half-hour evidence class. And like clockwork, 
dude is out there just full on button bits out in the air, like doing his thing. And I'm like, oh my God, is this Wait, how I'm going to learn that? evidence? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was he doing that time? He wasn't folding, like surely he wasn't doing another load of laundry. He was folding laundry. So, <laughs> Again? God. so here's what I think happens. I think he, he like I said, he's like kind of a, a fitness gym ratty dude. Um, he goes on runs early in the morning and then he comes home and I think he just like peels his clothes off and like goes out onto the patio to like dry everything. Wow. Okay. I know. It's so much. It's so much. (laughs) That's now I'm starting to think of like the legality of that. Cause if you're in your private home, but someone from a public area can like see you is that indecent exposure right yeah like he so you know what's a really adam and i had a very similar conversation about this really because well because our apartments like hunky neighbor and our apartment again like they're complete mirror images of each other but they are separated by this driveway so it's not like we share a wall like their living room looks directly into ours their bedroom looks directly into ours like it's complete mirror imagery Um, so because of that, I'm like, all right, like if I saw him naked in his living room, let's say I'd be like, all right, you know what? My bad. Like I shouldn't be staring in your living room. Like I'm not mad at that. There's something about being on the open air patio that like (laughs) gets to me. Like, I don't like, why is that? If I saw him in his bedroom naked, if I saw him in his living room naked, I'd be like, Ooh, sorry about it. But the patio is like, okay, like let's be a little bit more modest. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Um, how many people can see the patio? Like does the patio just face the driveway or does it face like the street? It faces the street. Curious, curious. So, so I would say if, okay, obviously me and Adam can see. Our next door neighbors on any of those other sides could see. So I would say like, two, four, six, at least six people in the immediate vicinity, if they weren't leaving their homes, could see this. If anybody were walking by on the street, though, they could see it too. And this is like a fairly heavily trafficked streets. There are like two impulses in me. And the conflict between them is representative of a lot of like legal conflicts. So that's how I'll tie it back to law school. But like... (laughs) There's the part of me that's like the libertarian-ish part of me that's like, that dude should be able to do whatever he wants. Same. I'm like, I don't want to body shame him. Like, be naked. Whatever. And then the other part of – and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with being naked. Whatever. The other part of me is like, what about all the people who might be affected or just like disgusted, even though it sounds like he's a hottie, like either just like just affected. Like, what about them? And so I don't know. I don't know what the like the right thing is. Like if it were a more private but still outdoor space, it just would be such a clear question. And this seems like it's in some kind of gray area to me. Right. And you know what's even wilder about this? What? This this story continues? I'm just going to like tie it back to law school. This is the backdrop upon which I'm learning the federal rules of evidence. Like. And there's this dude's bits. <laughs> okay, cool. I like know exactly how he manscapes. Why should I know that? I'm just trying to learn the law. Bring me back to the library. Good God. Oh, man. <laughs> and if you install a curtain, then, you know, you don't get to see your beautiful plants. I mean, that's kind of a bummer. It's like you should be free to look outside. Exactly. That's mm. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I forget where we are at this point. Was that a high, a low? I don't, I'm not totally sure. It sounded like you were starting to tell me about your new classes. So you're taking evidence, which is uncommon for first year students. But I think that means you're not taking con law, which I'm a little sad about because I wanted you to one, commiserate with me and two, explain it to me. Um, (laughs) It's incredibly confusing for me. Right. So Uh. you're just taking evidence and property? Evidence and property. Yeah. I do really like property as a Did class. You t- are you taking property right now or Nick? No, I took last? it last semester. And I know there are several colleges that have like, not colleges, law schools that have eliminated it as a 
required first year class. So I'm glad that you're doing that one. Even really? if you're not doing online. Do you yeah. know why they I don't really know. I think it's I don't know. Maybe it just comes up less than it used to. Huh. In weird. Places. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, so, I mean, that's cool because like on the bar for us, it's just recommended but not required to take hmm. evidence next year. Yeah, well, so so evidence, um, I mean, frankly, like both of these classes. So I'm in three classes again, legal writing, evidence and property. Um, <clears throat> legal writing, I'm not super concerned about because I've taken this class now twice. Right. And the 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 final product that we're working on right now is just an extension of the trial brief that we wrote last trimester, oh, cool. which I, which I did really well on. So I'm like, I can only really make it better. Yeah. We have um, a brief that is, uh, maybe I mentioned it last episode, but it's like our draft is due tonight. And then the final thing is due next week. And then we're done with legal writing. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. And our professor was like, I was like, oh yeah, it's finally done. And she was like, this will be the last thing you ever write for me. And then you'll only ever be writing real briefs for real attorneys. And I was like, oh, oh, like I'm not ready for that. Like I haven't, Whoa. no, I need this again. Like I need more <laughs> training, please. Yeah. When you put it like that, <laughs> <laughs> especially, so I took a I'm, I don't want to stray too far off of this, but uh, I took a practice mini bar exam yesterday. Okay, that is wild. Why are you, how are you possibly ready for that? I mean, I say as someone who took a practice bar exam before school, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I asked myself the same question. <laughs> how am I possibly ready for this? Um, but it was like uh, three hours of writing and wow. two and a half hours of multiple choice. And the writing portion was writing a memo, a legal memo. Oh, wow. And I haven't done that since the fall. And so I was like, ooh, <laughs> okay, here Elon? we go. Were they like, you should take this? Or were you just curious? It was through Elon. You had okay. to take it. Um, but oh. Elon oh. was one of, I think, like six or seven law schools that was selected by LSAC, the Law School Admissions Committee, uh -huh. um, to do this like bar prep class like they're like tr they're like I think it's like a pilot program they're trying oh to oh my god out. are you gonna get free bar prep class uh no I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't <okay>. think so <laughs> uh, if we are they haven't told us that yet um but we got to take this like practice mini bar exam and oh my god it was so boring <laughs> oh my gosh yeah the memo though I I it was hard to like the fact, so I had spent the last trimester writing a trial brief, which for the listeners who aren't in law school is, um, it's a more persuasive form of writing. Like you are writing, uh, as though you are representing a client, whereas a legal memo is completely impartial. If it's good, you're just, you're just stating the law essentially for the, for your supervisor, for the judge, whatever, um, Whereas a trial brief, you're like, this is why my client should prevail. And then you use all of these, you know, you use case law, you use statutes, you use secondary sources persuasively. Um, so when I had to do this practice exam yesterday, I had to kind of throw it back to like October, November. And I'm like, whoa, wow. I forgot how to write impartially. <laughs> like, I'm like, uh oh. Um, so we'll see how I did. But I know how I did That's on cool. the, on the, uh, multiple choice and I, oh. I got an average score. So I'm not, wow. yeah. Like an average score means like a passing score. Oh, I don't know about that, but when oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it was through Themis. So oh, yeah. okay. when I submitted my scores, it showed like what the average score was and it showed mine. And I'm like, all right, rad. Like, Wait, I'm were you also being tested on like other bar areas that like you haven't taken those classes yet? No. And you still got an average score? Oh, okay. No, no, no. It was, <laughs> it was, oh it was just a uh, uh, crim torts, civil procedure and uh contracts okay yeah wow well i mean that's great i mean yeah like, <laughs> it was... in this context of like the literal bar exam and like you haven't taken like the bar prep class or anything and you haven't seen some of that material in a while and like that's awesome i felt pretty good about it i I was a little panicky about torts because like so much of it was like right in my brain, but I'm like, was it pure uh, comparative? Like there's like, what was it? It was like comparative 
negligence or pure comparative negligence. I'm like, oh, I forgot. There are a bunch of questions about that, but mm. you know, plenty of time to review. <laughs> uh, I have not been doing, Oh wait, hold on. Before I go talk about my not preparing for the bar or preparing for class. Um, <clears throat> what are your initial thoughts on property? Or um, <laughs> like, do you like, is it too early to say? I think it might be too early to say. Okay. I, I will say though that um, evidence is reminding me a lot of civil procedure. Oh. It's really, really rule based. Okay. Um, and just like the layout of the class reminds me of civil procedure. Um, however, property is for the very first time allowing me to recall any of like the feminist theory that I learned when I was an undergrad as a oh. feminist studies major. And Which is really what, fun. Wait, wait, like, what are you starting with in property that's making you think through that? <laughs> so, so our property professor, um, she has created an asynchronous online class, meaning you can take, she's pre-recorded the lectures, and <sighs> you can take them whenever is convenient for you. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Like, oh my yeah, God. and. I mean, she, it's a lot of work. Like, do not be lulled into thinking like, oh, how convenient. I can just do it whenever I want. Because like the online platform she's using, I think it's called Edpuzzle. Oh. She uploads these videos that are between 10 and 20 minutes long. And then within the video, um, there will be anywhere between 10 and 20 open-ended questions. Oh, so you so can't like zone out. That's how you are not off the hook. In fact, it's like, more so so she said in a Q&A that we had on Friday that she expects you to answer the questions in the ed puzzle videos as though you were answering the question in real time in class as if you'd been cold called okay, so it's so like you're, you're being cold called minutes, like it's like looking up the answer exactly it's like you're being cold called like 60 times in a class oh my gosh <laughs> wow that's kind of amazing that sounds much more effective uh than what i'm doing but more torturous it's both. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I, I went over to Brittany's apartment. Shout out to Brittany who is in Charlotte right now with her girlfriend and their brand new puppy. Oh, it's very cute. Um, but she's also the homie because uh, our laundromat has closed down. So we need somewhere to do laundry. And oh, she sent right. me the key to her apartment so I can do laundry there. Wow. Shout out to Brittany. Dang. Yeah. Huge shout out. But I went over to her apartment and I had like big plans, Lydia. Like I like went and I was like, oh my God, this is the first time I'm going to be alone in like a month. Whoa, yeah. So I stopped and I got like a little thing of wine, like a little a little baby bottle, like a one yeah. serving wine thing. And I bought a copy of Bust Magazine and I was like, I'm going to do this laundry. What is Bust Magazine? Oh, it's a feminist magazine. Oh, okay. Sorry. It just sounds like No, it's magazine. you got You got to look it up. Issa Rae is on the cover. I was like, tell me all about Insecure. Walk me yeah. through this. Issa oh, Rae. So yeah. So I had big plans. I was like, okay, I'm going to like quickly do my property homework. And then I'm going to like drink this wine and read this magazine yeah. and do this laundry. Yeah. Joke's on me because <laughs> oh. the property homework took four hours. No. <laughs> yes. Because, you, you know, you don't want to phone it in. And, okay, I'm getting a little far away from the point. This is where the feminist theory came in. Oh, right. Yeah. So we started off the course talking about this case called Moore versus University of California Regents. You started with that case? Oh, my gosh. You know wow. this case? Yeah, but I just wouldn't have expected it to be, like, in the middle. I mean, I would have expected it to be in the middle of class. No. No, huh. my friend, this was this is like the first case we read. So I guess if you're just like just defining like what is property, it seems relevant. Yeah, yeah, I could see. I mean, I I like the idea of like starting out with just the heavy hitters and being mm -hmm. like work through this. But um, for the listeners who are not privy to this case, basically in like the late 1970s, there was this man named Moore who had leukemia and went to UCLA for treatment. Um, and in doing so, he had like signed his consent that he would allow the researchers and scientists at UCLA to take his cells um, in an effort to obviously like eradicate his leukemia. 
um, and like work on some sort of experimental medicine for it. Um, anywho, the researchers took his cells and created a cell line that then they used in medicine to their benefit of like $3 million. Like, I mean, they, they took his cells and ran with it. And when he found out, he filed a lawsuit against them saying, I consented to you helping me recover from leukemia, not like benefiting off of yeah. my genetic material, you animals. <laughs> um, and the whole question as it pertains to property is once those cells have left Moore's body, do they belong to him if he consented to their extraction in the first place? Okay, now I understand why you're already thinking about feminist theory because I just thought you would start it out with like parcels of land and I was like I mean yeah sure there's some overlap but like <laughs> no 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 like I went full into this because one of the questions that she had posted in our um ed puzzle classroom was do and this is like I am still wrapping my head around this it's do you think humans should be able to sell their body parts <laughs> like wow oh, first week of shoot. class like here we go here we go yes it is a bummer that you're not in class with other people just to like find out who has the like hideous views that you had no idea that they were <laughs> that they had well, those I thoughts inside of them so we had this q a a live q a on friday that's kind of how our class is gonna go it's like you can do the class you can do the classes whenever is convenient for you during the week but on friday there's a live q a with her so you can ask Honestly, any questions that's, a, that's an incredible format i'm really impressed like i would yeah. love that more than my setup i think that she came up with in a week it's like hello yeah. way to go wow yeah um Anyway, so I had posted in the chat during that live q and I was like, can we open up like a chat forum on our Microsoft Teams page uh, uh, regarding that question of whether or not people should be able to sell their <laughs> body parts? Because I am genuinely curious what other people think. Do people join in? Um, as far as I know, it hasn't been posted yet. Oh. <laughs> but okay. I mean, what an interesting question. Yeah, truly. Right, because it's like, you think about something like the ability to donate plasma and some people really rely on that as like a source of income, but right. only people who are in like disadvantaged socioeconomic positions are going to be like, Oh yeah. Like I need that extra 20 bucks. Yeah. I'm, here's my plasma. Yeah. Um, but then you think about something like, you know, a surrogate parent and it's like, I, I of course love the benefit, the public policy behind this. Yes. Like children, should go to homes where like the parents intentionally want them and like they can care for them. And like in that regard, as long as you're paying the surrogate parent, like a decent amount of money, like I like that. But at the same time, like you're not going to find some, you know, wall street brokers wife, like acting as a surrogate. <laughs> it's just like, there's all mm. this shit that's like tied up in it. So for the very yeah. first time in law school, I have felt as though I could use my brain. <laughs> In yeah, I feel a more creative way. Too. Yeah, I, feel yeah. I, I really like, and our professor was good at like um, managing like discussions and reining it in and stuff. But yeah, that's a class where you can actually talk about that kind of thing. It just and comes I, up. I thought that was going to happen in like torts or crim, but no, it it's in property. Too. I mean, it kind of depends on the professor, I think. True. Like the right you know because your property professor could have glossed over that or could have started with the parcels of land type of property <laughs> right, right you know so yeah. i'm glad you have a good professor who's making you think yeah i mean i have to give her kudos too because she recorded this video before our online classes started in which she said you know i recognize that coronavirus is probably on the whole going to affect women more than it affects men because women are caretakers and like this might not be your situation but it's for this reason that i'm making this class asynchronistic and wow, allowing people yes. to watch i mean like literally she came out swinging and i was like yes like, and on I'm top of this away a tear. <laughs> I, know, I love her she's my faculty advisor too thank what? goodness yes since when have you had a faculty advisor since the beginning lydia oh i, <laughs> yeah. I don't, we don't get those 
You don't? Oh my gosh. I went to her after my first trimester when I was like, oh my God, am I mediocre? What do I do? And she was like, here's what you do. Oh, okay. Okay. So she and I have like, have, we have a bit of a relationship and she's like, I'm really, I'm really grateful that I have her in this moment. (laughs) Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, gosh, where were we? Okay. So that's my, in sum, that's my first impression of online classes. Well, that was really interesting for me to hear. I kind of thought I would be hearing your like impressions of property and of evidence, but instead I just like learned about this new way of doing online classes that now I can complain to my administration and be like, (laughs) you should do this. Yes. (laughs) And I do think that y'all should keep organizing and petitioning your faculty, not faculty, your administration for credit, no credit, because some schools like the administration has come out saying we're going to do grading one way. And then the students are like, no, 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 no. And then they change it. So like the fight's not over for you guys. If you don't let it be, you know what? I agree with that. And that actually inspires me to send the email that I had sent to my legal writing professor to the administration. And that's what she suggested that I do. Because I was like, I'm so sorry that I'm sending you this email. I just don't know where to go with these feelings. And she sent me the most thoughtful reply and said, this is where you should go with these feelings. And I just haven't gone there yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, you should. It's not too late. It's still the beginning of the semester. Yeah, we have plenty of time. I mean, trimester, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do not have as much of an update as you. I have like also these online classes, but they're at the same time, like we all have to like log in and I've just been like having my video on and like kind of listening. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. But class aside in terms of just like adapting to quarantine, maybe I'll give that update. Uh, I've been playing so much words with friends. I don't know if you play that. <laughs> Any listeners who want to play yes. with me, like that has been a nice obsession <laughs> to get into. But, um, like, okay, this is going to sound unrelated, but I'll pull it back. My mom sent me an article about a guy who's been living, like, alone in Colorado for, like, decades. And some reporter, like, interviewed him about his, like, life skills. Like, how do you remain in social isolation for decades? Years. (laughs) And his advice was very good. And one of them, one of the pieces of advice was like, keep track of something, pick something to keep track of and keep track of it. And so I had thought like, oh, I'll keep track of like these dinners I've been making because they've been like kind of elaborate. But then a day passed and I just, I didn't write it down. And I was like, I know I'm not going to actually keep up with that. But words with friends shows you the streak that you have going with friends. I'm like, now on day nine with my best friend of like playing words with friends with her. And so I'm like, oh, that'll be what I keep track of playing words with friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm TV wise. I'm, I'm in the middle of season three of the Sopranos. I've been really making some oh! progress there. <laughs> like once I finish, dude, I don't know like what life will have in store for me. Pace it's yourself just like... Because that is a whole lot of pizza to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, like, if you love the pizza, savor it, my friend. Like, it is so good, and you're going to be so sad when it's done. Oh, man. Okay, (sighs) yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. Uh, Oh, also, I'm in, like, this uh, group text with a couple friends who are artists as well, and we will all take a turn every day picking, like, a theme word, and then everyone, like, submits a small piece of art. I've usually been doing, like, photographs, but in an artsy way. So it's not like I'm, like, making a painting every day, but my you know, my other friends have been, and it's great. It's like, wow, I would not have like activated that part of my brain in who knows how long if I didn't have that. Right. And just like seeing, I mean, I really spend a lot of time looking at memes and seeing the creative things people are doing in quarantine fills me with like hope for humanity. Just the, uh, I love absurdist humor. I love the like, crazy things people are doing with like with their families and friends and like oh it's great like I saw this video on classic dad moves which is a great Instagram (laughs) okay the daughter walks downstairs to the basement and the dad is sitting like on a stool outside the basement door like checking for IDs and it's like 
club basement or something checks oh her ID goes inside like makes her a drink goes to the DJ stand like at all this while like a flashlight is being turned in on and off like a strobe light and like there's loud techno music playing and I was like I love this like that, that is hilarious happy um yeah on the the like less positive parts of quarantine I've been you've probably been doing this too like just a lot of like video hangouts with people and it's really cool to see people who aren't who I'm not in the same physical location as like I've been hanging out with like a lot of Boston friends and um friends from like all over and it just it exhausts me like I we have to do it like otherwise you just don't maintain friendships for like a long period of time right like I think it's worth it but I'm also wondering if like this is what it's like to be an introvert as an extrovert Mm. I'm just like I just love going to a party and chatting with people but on these zoom things or the skype or whatever I'm like oh, it's so great to see everybody and hear what people are up to. And then afterwards, I'm like, I can't move my body. I'm so, like, I need to just stare at my phone for, like, 30 minutes and eat some chips because that was just, like, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, I I have not adapted to that yet. And, like, in general, I've had, like, several meltdowns and just, like, about, like, nothing. And I don't know, man. It's just been, like, hard to just change to this. Um. Yeah, and, like, just the semester feeling like like having to do the work, but it doesn't matter, and I feel like I'm not really learning. But it's, like, it's good to have something to do. Like, if I had was just, like, inside with, like, nothing to do, I maybe that would be worse. But I don't know, man. No, I did I'm... deep clean my apartment, and that was great. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I have, I have done the same. You did? My apartment is, like, well... I forget if I told you this on the last episode, but I have spent a pretty penny like buying a bunch of like organizers, like, you know, think like, he- like things in the closet that will hang that like help you organize. And like, you know, those like vacuum seal bags where you can put all of your like oh, heavy winter gear hey, and then you just like, like suck the air out. You're and then an it's, adult, like, dude. If you have those, you're an adult. Oh, yeah. I'm an adult, but I'm also a clown because I have a cat. <laughs> Um, and so I put probably 20% of our closets clothing into those vacuum seal bags. Felt so good about myself, like smug even put the bags underneath the bed in the guest room. And within a day, my cat Harper had shredded the bags and made a nest inside. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so now jokes on me. That was a cute $50 that I spent. Oh man. You know, it's okay. Um, but back to your point about the Zoom calls, I I completely feel you and I don't want you to think that you're alone with that because I am such an extrovert as well, as you yeah. know. Um, and like, while it gives me so much joy to see my friends on Zoom, there's like something that's just like hard and calloused in me that's like, this is just a passing phase and I hate Zoom. And like, <laughs> it's great to see you, but I'd rather smell you. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I just, I hate it. Like, <laughs> I'm trying, but oh, it's not the same. It, yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And I don't hey. know how to, I don't know how to like just recognize that it's different and just like embrace what it is. And, you know, enjoy it what for what it is i just keep yeah. trying to compare it to a party it's to not real a party. life like, right right yeah yeah you um, can't like move about the room like check out the snack table like <laughs> go get another drink like you're just stuck to your computer and that's the last thing i want to be doing is staring at a screen because that's mm-hmm. not my jam yeah yeah but i do have a shout out my quarantine buddy, Billy, gets another shout out for listening to this podcast, even though we hang out in quarantine all the time. So he already knows what's happening. <laughs> Billy, and Billy boy. He had a great idea, which is, well, not a great idea, but a great thought about okay. future historians who might be looking for firsthand accounts of this moment in history, which like it is. Whoa. Like maybe they'll listen to this podcast. Maybe this will be, maybe they'll blue book site this episode in their law review article about this is me expanding on the idea at this point right <laughs> Not mentioned blue booking but i was like oh my gosh yeah 
This is like we're living through this moment in history. It's wild. Yeah, this is this is the type of diary entry people are looking for. They want to <laughs> know so. what it was like. Well, we're here <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> Truly. And, you know, future archivists who are listening to this, I've done anthropological research in my day. And, um, you know, Megan and I, we've both done, like, research projects and, and long writing projects. And you're doing you're doing good work. I hope you're making the world a better place. And way to go. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Like you found this. That must have been hard. You know, we don't have great SEO. Um, so good luck in your research. And like, you know, I hope you do us past people proud. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> How could you know that as someone from the past telling someone from the future the future that because just you wait Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> are you from the future megan is this i don't know like i've been a- watching a lot of westworld i'm like wondering if oh. maybe i'm a host i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, very good well friend <laughs> i have that long story about FedEx. I don't know if it's worth recounting. Wait, I think it is. I think that's that's the the is note that, that we what? end on. I want to. I want this whole podcast to end with you chasing a wine dealer down the street. Wow. Okay, that's really the. <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> okay, so I didn't realize I've been doing the grocery delivery thing just like everyone else, and actually it's been kind of stressing me out because I've had to like refresh it every two minutes for like days to get a slot. But you know what? It's fine. I'm so grateful for that. I always tip high to the people who are brave enough to go grocery shop and stuff. I don't have a car, so it's like kind of my only option. Um, anyways, I just hadn't, I didn't realize that you could order alcohol through the like Amazon prime delivery or whatever, or the whole foods delivery. Um, so I saw this like coupon online for this startup that's doing wine delivery. And I was like, Sure. Like there's a coupon, there's free delivery. Like I'm otherwise not going to get any wine and, you know, sure. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And like Passover's coming up this week uh, and Easter. And so you need wine for that. Of course. Any traditions. So I ordered four bottles of wine. And obviously it didn't come right away because of all the stuff that's going on and it had been like a week and the like thing on my account for this wine delivery still hadn't given me a tracking number. So like I email them, no response, like send them a DM on Instagram because it's a startup. (laughs) And I was like, Hey, like, I know y'all are probably really busy, but like, can you like, let me know when you're going to ship my wine. So then they shipped it out two days passed because it's FedEx and they, I get a notification that was like missed delivery. And actually, oh. I was not at t- at home when that happened. So I was like, crap. Well, they'll try again the next day. I'll make sure to be home the next day. Right. So I was home all day. And then I get a notification that said, missed delivery. And I was like, no, like, I, no, I was here to like miss the knock. No way. And so I call them and I was like, just make sure they have the right apartment number. And, you know, it's listed as a home, not a commercial address or whatever right and so they were like okay yes everything's fine we're gonna try again tomorrow so i'm like make sure to be home all day the next day i'm talking like not going out for a walk because they won't give me a delivery window time because they're like overwhelmed so i was like that's fine i'll just be home it's fine yeah (laughs) doing my civic (laughs) duty so i'm home all day nothing i get the notification that's like attempted delivery third and final attempt and i was like what no so I called them and I was like, I know it said final delivery, but like, please, I didn't hear a knock or anything. Like, can you, whatever. Um, this is starting to sound like a tall tale where like there are three princes going on a quest and the first one's like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the repetitive yes. format? Anyways, yes. but this is real. So <laughs> <laughs> I assure you, dear listener, this is real. <laughs> I'm calling them and there was, there was one, oh my gosh. They were like, okay, it'll come on Tuesday. Like, they were skipping Sunday and Monday. And then I got an email. No, they said, we'll send it on Sunday because um, we're doing Sunday deliveries now. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Then I got an email that said it would come on Tuesday. So I called them back and be like, please let me know which day. And they're like, well, we can do it tomorrow or Tuesday. And I was like, just do it Tuesday. Like, let's just say, let me just give you, I need to get out of the house. So then 
they say, okay, it'll definitely come Tuesday. On Sunday, they send me a notification and said, we tried to deliver it to your house. I was like, no. So I call them back. On Tuesday, they put it on the truck. No, sorry, on Monday. They tried again on Monday, even though we had agreed on Tuesday. On Monday, it went on the truck, but then they never brought it out. So I just had a notification that was like, it's on the truck like all day. And then they're like, it's back in the facility. And I was like, why? What? Anyways, I ended up calling them and I was like, I just, I had called like five days in a row at this point. And I was like, I need to speak to a manager. And I'm not usually, I'm not Ooh. usually like the to to manager, but I just, I, I was like, I gotta know what's going on. And I was like, look, I don't have a doorbell. I don't know what it is. Like, I just need somebody to knock on the door. Like, I'm right. home. Like, I'm home. I promise. I'm home. God I'm like, damn it. I had even, like, written post-it notes that said, like, put, like, FedEx guy, like, hey, I'm upstairs. Like, oh, this apartment number, like, it's it's an upstairs number. And then you get upstairs and there's a post on my door that's like, this is the apartment. Like, there's no doorbell. Please knock. Like, this I'm like your breadcrumb trail. You're like, yeah. sure, like, really, this is where I live. Like, because... <laughs> There was no door tag or anything. Like, I really don't think that they had ever actually attempted to deliver. The manager <clears throat> was like, sorry, we've directed people to not knock on doors because of the virus. And I was like, okay, well, my thing needs a stick signature because it's wine. Like, if you just left it outside, I don't mind. But yeah. I have to sign for it. Like, I'm in this weird catch-22. And so he was like, I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, look, all right, you know what? Th there's another solution to this. What if you tell me? Or like, what if you call, I'll come outside. Because that person's going to be touching their own phone all the time anyway. So they'll just right. touch numbers. He was like, sorry, they're subcontractors. We can't share your personal data with them, which props to them for not sharing my personal data. But I was like, okay, okay. Why don't you give me like a um, time window that maybe they'll come and I'll do my reading for class outside. I'll just sit outside my door waiting for them. Oh my God. <laughs> And he was like, there's no way that we would know like the expected time because we're totally overwhelmed. And I was like, farewell. You know, this is fine. I, I can't be, I can't, I know I can't be mad because this is like an unprecedented pandemic and, you know, but at the same time, like, this is not an exaggeration. UPS, USPS, Amazon delivery and DHL all have been able to, I've watched the truck come, park, bring packages into my building. So right. it's like only, and I'm, all I do is sit next to my window and stare out of it all day. I've <laughs> not seen a FedEx truck at this point. So I'm yeah. calling him, I don't even think you've driven down the street. All the other trucks are driven down the street. Right. Anyways, so I hang up. Then I send an email to the wine people to be like, seems like the wine is going to get returned to you. Like, it's, this is a FedEx issue, you know, this is not a, this not your, this is not on you guys, but like, I'm gonna need you to cancel my account and give me a refund because like, I can never deal with this again. This, <laughs> I, not I in these un unprecedented times, ma'am, sir. <laughs> in any, like, I just, I am like, please feel free to, to show FedEx this email when you're renegotiating your contract with them because you lost a customer just based on them. All of these other companies have been able to do this. If you Ooh. were shipping with any of them, it would have come. This is just on FedEx. Their this... miscommunication issues, yeah. like they're disorganized, like whatever. And I don't care if you just give me a refund. Like, I'm not going to leave a negative review. Like, I don't, whatever. Like, obviously, this is a weird time. But just like, this is what's happening. Please make this happen. Okay. Yeah. So then they're the like, woman, her wine. Got it. <laughs> or don't. But like, the, one or the other. Not this weird, like, <laughs> we're trying to deliver and we can't because you're not home. And it's like, your fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's bullshit. So then she's like, okay, sure. She doesn't give me the refund yet. First, she tries to call FedEx. The next day, I see FedEx down the street. They're passing my house, not stopping to deliver. So I exit my apartment. I'm in the middle of Kamla. I just press, like, I turn my camera off and pull out my headphones and just run outside. I run the truck. It's at the stop sign at the end of my street. I'm like, hello, I'm at this address. Like, do you have a package for me? And they're like, oh, yeah, the line? Yeah, we've tried, like, multiple times. I was like, yeah. <gasps> But whatever. I don't, I like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Can I get it now from you here? And like, they don't even look at my ID. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess they look old enough. So then I just like side for it and take it. The box is so dusty and beat up, but the wine is fine. But I was like, I, I emailed them back to be like, I did receive the wine. So I don't need a refund, but like cancel my account, delete my 
you know, credit card from your website, please. Lose like this. my number. <laughs> so that's like what happens. That's what's happening to my inner psyche. Like, because I have nothing else to like fixate on. So I just really fixated on that. And it seems like they really fixated on me too. Like texting me every day. Like we're trying to reach you. Yeah. We you like it was a whole thing like me and FedEx like really got into it kind of right oh my well, I'm putting oh, that as yeah. a oh but like also now I have four bottles of wine and they're really cute nice bottles of wine it seems like a good startup idea in like a another world that's not this world that's not this world <laughs> yeah my friend that is, I, you know, I didn't realize that that story actually ended with you getting the wine. And that oh, makes really? Sense for you. Yeah. I just chased after the truck and then it, it's pulling away with my wine on board. I'm like, no, refund. Well, well quarantine has made me such a pessimist. I thought maybe you were going to like catch up with the truck, be like, ah, ah, I'm the wine lady. And they're like, <laughs> we need to see your ID. And you're like, I don't have it. And they're like, oh, bye. <laughs> No, I had my idea on me like 24-7 while I was waiting for the wine because I didn't want to like... Good God. Uh, Yeah, which is so... Just so... A mess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I also had given up on the wine. I think that's why cosmically I was allowed to have it because I had given up. Like I had just given up on it. I had just emailed her after three weeks between when I had ordered it and received it. Anyway, so long time. Um, yeah, so like there's that one day and then making ice cream another day, you know, that's kind of my life and like tuning in for the online classes and not absorbing that much of it and just missing friends and, you know, that's like, that's my life. Well, I leave you with this then. Okay. So because I have given up on having a summer internship in lieu of doing online classes, which I truly think is the best option for me. Oh my God. Right At this now. point, it's really seeming like a very strategic option. Strategic. It's, it's like, I hate variable. So I love knowing what I'm going to do. Like that has given me such peace of mind. Yeah. Um, I've told you this many months ago, but I, ha- I'm volunteering for the DNC the oh, Democratic yeah. National Committee, uh, which has been pushed back to the week of August 17th. Um, and so I'm like very free in the month of July, except right. for the fact that I'm doing online classes. So I think we should plan a time for me to come visit you in St. Louis and record this podcast <gasps> in real time sitting oh by God. each other. <laughs> Because why not? I'm already going to have to drive to Wisconsin. So, like, <laughs> why not? That would be awesome. It'd be so fun. And I have full hope that the social isolation will be loosened by then. Exactly. Exactly. And that and, and having things to look forward to, as my parting note, is, like, the thing that's going to get me through. And I encourage everybody to think about what this is going to look like when we're no longer socially yeah. isolated. Because that's just, yeah. like a great light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, yeah. City museum. I can't wait to take you to city museum. Oh, we're going to wow. do it. We're going to do it all. Yes. Excellent. And look at this. I still have 12% of my battery left. So Whoop. that's what I've been kind of like <laughs> concerned about this whole time. And it's no problem. Great. Excellent. Uh, well, please wish me luck because my draft of my brief is due in seven hours. And well, we better I, get that charger. An outline. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> okay. Well, toodaloo, my friend. Till next time. Bye now. Bye, everybody. Bye.